What's up, everybody? Uh, it's Talk About TP, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Corner. Um, what's up? It's been a crazy week for me. I am in the process of moving out of my apartment. Um, and yeah, so we are just going to go ahead and jump right into it. We, of course, will do This Week in Black History. Then um, we will introduce a new segment called Political Corner. And we will just talk about this time. What do you know about American civics? And do you really know enough to survive in the political climate that we have right, right now? So... We will talk about that, and then we will do some pop culture shit and wrap up the show, I guess. And that will be it. All right, let's get started. Each week, The Corner aims to teach you something about your history that you may not have known before. From the first African-American Oscar winner, Hattie McDaniels, to Nat King Cole, the first African-American television show host. Each week, we highlight one historic African-American that has gone above and beyond to be an example to us all around the world and on every corner. Tyra Lynn Banks, born December 4, 1973, is an American television personality, producer, businesswoman, actress, author, and former model. Born in Inglewood, California, she began her career as a model at age 15 and was the first African-American woman to be featured on the covers of GQ and the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit issue, on which she appeared twice. She was a Victoria's Secret Angel from 1997 to 2005, and by the early 2000s, Banks was one of the top-earning models in the world. Banks began her acting career on television in 1993 on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air and made her film debut in Higher Learning in 1995. She went on to earn major roles such as Eve on Disney Channel's Life Size and Zoe in the box office hit Coyote Ugly. In 2003, Banks created and began presenting the long-running reality television series America's Next Top Model, which she executive produced and presented for the first 22 seasons until the series cancellation in October 2015. Following the revival of the series, Banks remained as America's Next Top Model's executive producer but no longer hosts the series. Banks was also the co-creator of True Beauty and her own talk show, The Tyra Banks Show, which aired on The CW for five seasons and won two Daytime Emmy Awards for Outstanding Talk Show Informative. She also co-hosted the talk show Fab Life for two months. In 2010, she published a young adult novel titled Model Land, based on her life as a model, which topped the New York Times bestseller list in 2011. Banks is one of four African-American and seven women to have repeatedly ranked among the world's most influential people by Time magazine. So that is Tyra Banks, Brief History, first African-American woman to cover the front of GQ and Sports Illustrated, historic in her own right. Um, to find out more information on Tyra, I wrote an in-depth article on her on my website at thecorner704.com. Click on the Read tab and check that out. Um, but that's it. This Week in Black History, Happy Black History Month. Let's start the damn show. We have come to the part of this show that I love the best because I get to talk a little shit. Um, so, yeah. So, first we will attack... No, we won't attack anyone. We will celebrate Beyonce's pregnancy. I honestly feel like I have, like, nieces and 
nieces or and or nephews that are about to come into the world soon um i don't know i'm just really excited and it's just kind of creepy that she's having twins and people are like doing all of these like weird meme posts about how she's like planned she was planning this the entire time even in grown woman at the end where she had three whole babies in her bed i mean just slightly creepy um but i'm excited uh even though she is scheduled to perform at the grammys and at coachella and she's carrying twins i don't know if that's really gonna happen or not but we're gonna see i mean it's beyonce she might pull you up a good you know 1970s um that straw chair and have a seat and sing the hell out of formation i don't know who's who's to know but i'm just excited that she's having children i mean have bringing children into the world i think is an exciting refreshing thing especially to be having two um so that's awesome growing you know growing your family and expanding your family and your name you know that's got to be awesome i mean shit she might as well just create her own um destiny's child now she's got three of them so mm, go ahead beyonce girl i'm just anxious to see this grammy performance so um we'll see um but congratulations again if i wish i had some liquor to pop open i would drink it anyway because i don't really drink but um congratulations beyonce on your twins uh silk and jade or whatever their name's gonna be (laughs) um now he has managed to stay his ass out of the podcast for the past few weeks but here he is creeping back and that is no other than kanye west so in the wake of all the travel ban and all the executive orders that trump has been flinging off of his desk um i guess kanye west has been kind of pissed about it and so he's deleted all of his tweets that were in reference to you know aligning with trump or showing him showing solidarity towards trump um uh just a few months ago he tweeted and said i feel like it's important to have a direct line of communication with our future president if we really want change and so um he went on to write you know that's bullying supporting teachers modernizing curriculums and violence in chicago um but then of course you know he decides he's gonna wipe all this off because he's not feeling trump but it's like did you not expect this to happen asshole like when you go and you play around with an asshole you get asshole results like i mean what else did you think was gonna come from that i so i'm just like lost at this whole thing it's like boy this is what the fuck you get this is exactly what you get because it was coming he trump is a complete retard that has no idea no logical idea what's really going on with our country and it's unfortunate that so many uh people voted for him and got him in office and so that's what you get kanye west kanye west that's exactly what you get when you um lay down with dogs you'll come up with fleas and so keep scratching that ass because you're gonna be mad for the rest of your life and if not the rest of your life at least for the next four years but like my mama says all the time you know you can either stay mad scratch your ass and get glad so we're gonna see which one he's gonna do i just am so sad to report this i just really want lauren hill to get her shit together she just can't seem to she can't seem to get anywhere on time and i just don't understand it you got enough money to fly your ass across the country for all these different tours and shit but you can't make it to one on time so apparently she had a show in pittsburgh 
a couple days ago, maybe a week ago or so. And so, of course, she was a no-show, shut up three hours late. And so she issued a statement to her fans in Pittsburgh that says the following. Half of my band and some of my members of my crew were stuck at LGA Airport all day today. After several canceled and delayed flights throughout the day, they arrived late last night and went straight to the venue for the show. The promoter notified people of the new start time through social media and as a fan and as fans got to the venue. In hindsight, we should have canceled the performance and rescheduled for a later date, but we decided to try to make it happen. We are working on scheduling another performance in Pittsburgh later this month before the end of the tour for the people who bought tickets to my show. You know, I just, I don't know. She said, um, more details will be announced over the next few days. We look forward to seeing the fans in Pittsburgh again in a few weeks. Thank you for understanding, Lauren Hill. See, ma'am, when I pay to come and see you, I, I pay to come and see you that instant because I might have to work when you reschedule this damn tour. You know, I just don't, I don't know what it is with Lauren. Is it the weed? Because if it is, girl, stop smoking before you got to go sing on the stage. If you know that it's going to make you late. Listen, I'm all about a good blunt. But I also know that it makes you a little lazy and you can't do that before everything. I don't know what's going on with Miss Lauren Hill, but she got to pull it together. This is not the first time she's missed a performance that she was scheduled or didn't even show up altogether. So um, I don't know what the hell's going on, but she need to get it together. Start showing up on time, you know, get have, get a buddy, get a buddy, get them to call you, you know what I'm saying? You keep saying it's the weather, but I think it's you, Lauren Hill. So, um, yeah, she's late, so if you're going to see her anytime soon, make sure you show up three hours later so you get your money's worth. Um, jumping back to Beyonce, apparently the Coachella producers had no idea that Homegirl was pregnant. Um, so, yeah, I guess when she released the news, it was news to everybody like i said she's about four or five months pregnant and so coachella is i think in april is what i'm hearing or what i'm reading my computer's giving me a little slow feel but it's in april and they had no idea that she was even pregnant um and so i guess a source from aeg live which is like the big company that houses coachella um said that they had no idea that she was pregnant and that it was, um, they are unsure if she will perform, but I think she will. I think it's going to be perfectly fine. Um, I'm just really ready for to see what she's going to do. I don't, you know, it's going to be a mess, but I don't know. She's apparently has a like insurance policy that will cover her if she doesn't do the show, but it has to be like released by a doctor. So... Um, either way, she's going to get paid and she'll be fine. So come hell or high water, two babies, she will still be performing and Coachella producers will just have to wait and see. I mean, when you're Beyonce and, that's, and you're that famous, that's literally what you can do. So, so about a week ago now, um, Donald Trump met with a pastor from Chicago and Omarosa. Um to talk about the violence going on in Chicago and the ways to fix it. Um, the pastor, I guess, got excited and gave 
and gave a little spiel, I guess, on how he had met with the top gang leaders who were willing and ready to meet with the Trump administration on ways to fix the violence going on in Chicago. Well, a couple days later, he wanted to backpedal and say that, you know, it was sleep uh, deprivation and he was just a little tired and that that came out wrong. Um, And I'm just wondering, like, now all of a sudden that's wrong. You know, like what? What you know? What happened? Why did you, why did you walk that back? But what I think it is, I think that was just a publicity stunt too. It's like, oh, we're gonna go talk to them and tell them about, you know, what's going on, and they're ready to meet. I know damn well no gang members are not ready to meet with Donald Trump. Like, let's be completely, completely serious here. Um, and so I just it just is weird to me. He said they're gonna commit that if they lower the body count, we we come and do some social programs and it's like what they are not thinking about social programs and what is even more disheartening about this entire thing is you know you're talking about these people and the situation as if you know they're like not here or not a part of the country like this is something that is affecting all of us even though it's taking place in one centralized location and so that that utopia of violence in Chicago has been that way for a very long time and has grown into that. So you're have you're gonna have to wipe away years and years of, you know, gang related history and that kind of things and that can and that can't be fixed with just, you know, a quick flip of the wrist or flip of the switch and i think that's what's so disheartening about this entire thing it's like oh we're gonna go fix it and that's gonna be it no it's not a just an overnight fix or a week fix or a month fix this has to be you know a year on year on continuing to um try to break this cycle that has been going on in chicago so it's just awfully strange to me that we're talking about chicago like it can be you know like it can be surgically fixed really quick and heal and keep going. It's not that. So I don't know. It's just a weird subject in general that they're like bringing such emphasis to it now. Um, and especially for the pastor to to try to speak on behalf of every single gang member in the city of Chicago and and tell Trump that they're willing to meet with him. That's bullshit. Um, so... He walked it back, and of course he walked it back because you know that's not true. Gang members are not interested in going up in the White House, meeting with nobody's Trump, nothing. Hell, they barely wanted to be with, meet with Obama, and he's from Chicago. So it's just like, oof, this is weird. Um, So, yeah, that's basically what happened with that story. So um, I'm wondering what will happen next from that meeting on forward with the city of Chicago and the violence there and just to see exactly what um, is going to happen in the city under his presidential reign. So, oof, pray for Chicago. Um, so, by the time you hear this, we'll, which will be Tuesday, um, Super Bowl will have passed two days by then. Um, and so we will talk about Lady Gaga's performance because I don't watch football. So, um, I honestly was disappointed. I won't say disappointed. I was just, it was just okay. I was expecting really crazy, like, you know, meat staging and like 
a bunch of like peace signs and shit in the audience and stuff but none of that really happened she just gave a really nice medley of all of her hits and um some few that i've never heard before that could probably be new but i wouldn't know um but yeah that was literally it i feel like every white gay in the world was like yes gaga do it which i mean live by all means i like lady gaga i don't think anything's wrong with her i think she's an exceptional talent i just don't particularly care for her that much like she doesn't she doesn't excite me she's a lot of fire under me um she can sing though and that's what i appreciate and she sang the entire time um but that jump that she had from the ceiling which obviously wasn't a jump the you know god bless america and liberty and justice for all all that was pre-recorded and it just started with her being lowered down from the actual ceiling of the um, arena either way it was still cool visually um so that's awesome um i think she did a really good job i don't think it was as exciting as last year's performance for obvious reasons but i just knew that when she performed telephone i was just gonna get beyonce popping out of somewhere but it's like yeah right um, but I mean, you know, wishful thinking, wishful thinking. But I think she did a really good job. I just wasn't really here for it, nor did I really care. Um, but congratulations, Gaga. She announced a world tour, too. So that's pretty sweet. Um, I guess that's what that little space is for from this point forward to announce a world tour. So, um um, you know, congratulations, girl. And I wonder what you guys think about her performance. Would you like it? Was it bland to you? Um, let me know. Uh, tweet me or whatever, and let's talk about that. But as far as my opinions go, she did an okay job, and we can move on. So, yeah, Super Bowl performance, whatever. And the Patriots won, so congratulations to them. I just looked at the TV one time, and it was 28-28, and then before I knew it, they damn won. So, Sorry to all the people that were Atlanta Falcons uh, fans because you lost. So, you know, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, during the SAG Awards, maybe like a week or so ago, I think, um, Danielle uh, Tasty from Orange is the New Black revealed that there will be a fifth season to Orange is the New Black. And it will be 13 episodes, but they will cover 72 hours so it's like 13 episodes will be over the course of three days that is gonna be interesting um she stopped to talk with um who did she speak with i'm not even sure she was speaking to some white man or lady or whatever and she said get your popcorn your tissues and everything because it's going to be covering 13 episodes in just 72 hours so that is exciting i wonder how they're like gonna rush through well not rush through but push 72 hours over 13 episodes i mean that's a lot of things about to happen um i'm excited i wasn't too fond of this last season uh, i don't want to spoil it for you so spoiler alert but i'm pretty sure that pussy dies i'm pretty sure i saw that so i'm gonna have to go back and catch up on orange is the new black but to get ready for season five but it's apparently going to be super exciting it's going to be debuting this summer um and so yeah um oh yeah she was talking to brad gorski from e not even sure who that white man is um so 
Look out for Orange is the New Black coming up this summer. I guess it's going to be a good one. Now, I'm here usually for anything that comes out of this woman's mouth, but unfortunately, I'm just not buying the shit that she's throwing forward right now. Um, Iyanla Van Zandt uh, took to Twitter to say that she believes that racism, sexism, homophobia, and age homophobia, homophobia and ageism don't affect you unless you think that they do. So she got on Twitter and said, racism, sexism, homophobia, ageism have no power over you unless you believe they do. The energy of dominant thoughts and words create the conditions in our lives. So now I'm wondering where in the hell Eon Levanzant has been for the past, like, ever. Um, racism definitely exists, even though you think it doesn't. Because if it did not, we wouldn't have the powers that be banning a whole religion for no reason and so you can believe in racism or not but that's clear as day racism as if i've ever seen it um so i'm not really sure what is actually going on um of course twitter lit our ass up saying what a crock of shit um even one person uh patrick falls his twitter name is tartan tater tot he put a picture of group of white people watching um an African-American be hung and says, sigh, if only he had more positive mental attitude. And it's like, even though that's so, 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 so abrasive, it's so true. It's like, I don't, I'm not understanding where these like celebrity and rich African-Americans like put themselves outside of racism like it just doesn't exist. But it only doesn't exist or they're not affected by it because of the statue of their celebrity or the amount of money that they have. So they choose to exclude, they can exclude themselves from that. But on the regular, regular person's, you know, life, racism and sexism and homophobia happen every single day. And I just can't believe that you would say something like that. It's like you almost stepped up on your podium, on your soapbox to tell everyone in the world that if you don't believe in racism, it won't be affected. And just because you and Demarcus and John have the same um, resume, John, you, you know, have the job because you believe that there was no racism and that's why you got the job. Like what? And Jamal, there's no racism. He just believed that there was none. So he got the job over you, Jamal. Like what? I just, it's, it's just mind blowing that people can feel that way. And especially affluent black people like Iyanla Van Zandt that does, you know, that spends so much of her time, like helping to heal and forward the black woman and the black man you know as people in society but then to throw a monkey wrench and all that you do it's like what the fuck were you listening to you about before like why are we trusting you if you felt this way the entire time because all of those things that you just listed whether we think they exist or not they do which is why you even know to say that they don't exist because they obviously do because you've seen them with your own eyes so it's like i just i'm confused and so Oprah, get your sister together. You let her on the network, fix her shit because she is obviously buku crazy and has smuggled one too many people into her bosom and can't get her things together. So, Iyanla, we want you to get your own life, fix your own life, and then report back to us. And then we'll tell you how real homophobia, sexism, and racism is since you can't seem to believe it right now. Okay, last but not least, which is 
kind of funny. Um, CNN reported that Faith Hill is releasing an album of duets with the notorious B.I.G. 20 years after his murder. Now, if you didn't catch that, let me rewind. Faith Hill. Faith Hill is a country singer and does not have 20 years uh, later or have a 20 year later relationship with B.I.G.'s music. I can promise you that she doesn't. Um, But it was just a funny, you know, mess up that um, CNN had. But Faith Hill was obviously, you know, chuckled by it. And so she retweeted it and said, this sounds amazing. Um, so LOL, y'all. Whoever is at CNN needs to be fired because Faith Hill and Faith Evans are two different people. Okay? Totally. Faith Hill is a pasty white woman. And Faith Evans is not too far from pasty, pretty yellow, black woman. Um, But two totally different sounds, two totally different information if you just use Google. I just can't believe people in, you know, in some of the most, you know, prestigious places, in my opinion, could have mess ups like this. It's like all you do is spend your damn day on the computer Googling and researching. And you mean to tell me you type Faith Hill instead of Faith Evans? Child, who knows? But of course, this was a LOL moment for Twitter, and they ran with it. Um, so yeah, look out for that tweet somewhere on in the Twitter world. I'm sure you've probably seen it scrolling down your timeline. But um, I wanted to talk about that because it was just funny and LOLy, and yeah. Um, so I think this is the time where we will pause, take a break to pay bills, and then we will jump back into the show and start. The new segment called Political Corner. All right, let's take a break. Today's episode is brought to you by Amazon Prime. Fast and free is now even faster. Free same day delivery. Prime members in 29 major cities receive free same day delivery on qualifying orders over $35. Order in the morning, typically until noon, and your package will be delivered by 9 p.m., seven days a week. Order in the afternoon or evening and get free one day shipping. Choose from over 1 million items in departments like the electronic department, home, health and personal care, office, sports and fitness, kitchen, beauty and books. While you're perusing around on the website, look for the Prime Free Same Day logo to shop same day eligible items or use the Prime Free Same Day filter in your search. Luckily, Charlotte is one of the 29 cities in which same day delivery is available. So because of that fact, we are offering 30 days free for Amazon Prime. So head over to the website, www.thecorner704.com. Click on the read tab and on the side or at the bottom, there will be a banner for a 30 day free trial for Amazon Prime and check us out and let them know that the corner sent you. All right, let's pay some more bills. What's up, y'all? Today's episode of The Corner is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audible.com backslash The Corner 704. Over 180,000 titles to choose from on iPhone, Android, Kindle, and MP3 player. My favorite book, How to Be Black, is available to download and is an awesome read by an awesome writer and comedian named Baratunde Thurston. So head over to Audible.com backslash The Corner 704. That's T-H-E-C-O-R-N-E-R-704. And start your 30-day free trial with Audible.com. Does your child need homework help? Need a little brush up on class subject or a last-minute review on test? 
Class Act Tutoring in Windsor Mill, Maryland can help your children grades K through 12 in the Maryland area reach and surpass their academic needs. Not local to the Maryland area or unable to schedule an on-site class? No need to worry. Virtual classes are available via FaceTime, Skype, and Periscope. Class Act Tutoring, investing in tomorrow today. For more information on Class Act Tutoring, you can reach an associate to schedule a class via phone at 410-834-1634 and via email at classacttutoring at gmail.com. That's C-L-A-S-S-A-C-T-T-U-T-O-R-I-N-G at gmail.com. And you can also reach them via P.O. Box 47412 in Windsor Mill, Maryland, 21244. Um, All of this information will be in the description box under the episode so that you can get your child some help with their homework. Because I know your ass don't know what you're doing. Okay, so now we are going to move into a section that I call Political Corner, or I potentially will call this section Political Corner. Um, I wanted to have a section on the show where we talked about real life issues and really have a section where you are able to take away something. And so I was in discussion with a family member and she gave me this brilliant idea, but she was talking to me and she's a she was a political science major. She's in her late earlier mid 40s and she was saying that she was a political science major in college and so her children who are in middle and high school they're starting to take civic class civics classes so she was telling saying to me like you know since they're taking civics I had to you know brush up on my own civics just to make sure that I could you know help them with their homework and so I guess their teacher had given them a civics quiz that they were to take at home. So she encouraged me to share with my listeners the civics quiz, civics quiz and see just how much that my listeners and people in general really know about general American civics. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, so first, I want to talk about exactly what civics means. So civics is defined as the study of theoretical and practical aspects of citizenship, its rights and duties, the duties of citizens to each other as members of a political body and the government. It includes the study of civil law and civil code and the study of government with attention to the role of citizens as opposed to external factors and the operation and oversight of government within a given political or ethical tradition. Civics can refer to educating the citizens. So that's exactly what I want to do. Um, I think that given the political climate that we're in, I think it's very important that we, African-Americans especially, know everything there is to know or that we can, you know, that we need to know on a local and state level about civics so that we can, you know, be more effective in making change and, you know, um, implementing change and getting change out of the everyday things that we want change out of from, you know, our local politicians all the way up to our um, federal and uh, federal officials. So I'm going to go over a couple of questions on the civics test and then I want to encourage you to go out and take the test and just see how you, you know, you fare out um, and then tweet me or email me your results, take a screenshot and let's start a discussion on why you feel that it's not important or important to know those basic civics, um, American civics, because they're dealing directly with you, the citizen, and how you are to 
uh, be governed and expect to be governed in our country. Um, so I took the test and my results were surprisingly good. I passed the test. So I took the 20 question test and I got 16 answers correct out of the 20. Um, the questions that I got wrong were, which is a right of freedom for the First Amendment, right to free exercise of religion, right to vote, right to avoid taxes, or right to bear arms? I chose right to vote, but the actual correct answer is right to free exercise of religion. So that is a right of freedom from the First Amendment. So I definitely should go and brush up on that because if somebody walks up to me and says, you know what, you need to be condemned for your religion, I wouldn't even know that. You know, I obviously would have gotten it wrong or wouldn't have known that, uh, you know, free exercise of religion is our God-given right in the Bill of Rights, the First Amendment. And so I think those small holes are exactly what we need to fill with knowledge so that when we go out and we are out in public and out in different um situations and scenarios we know exactly how to handle ourselves um the second question i got wrong the house of representatives has how many voting members uh the choices were 535 150 and 435 um the house of representative has 100 voting members something i did not know and need to do more information on um I get a little confused about the House of Representatives and the Senate and all of this stuff because, you know, political science wasn't my field, but I still think it's very important to know. And the last question that I missed was, what is the term in years for a U.S. representative? I said four, and it's actually two. Um, so I think having an 80% uh, pass rate is great, you know, for someone that has no real experience in uh, politics or no real sense of urgency to care about politics, I think this is really, really good. But like I said, in the political climate that we're in, I think it's very important for us to know all that we can know about U.S. civics, period. Um, especially with the um, with the Muslim ban and its immigration in general, in question, say you want to go on a cool trip to France and you're coming back and they ask you these questions and you don't know the answer and they decide not to let you back in because you can't really, you know, answer these questions that you should know as a citizen, as your duty and your responsibilities. Um, and not to say that that could happen, but, you know, you just want to be prepared. So in in the wake of the Muslim ban and immigration in general, I just wanted to see and get a general insight from you guys on how you stand with American civics because I mean at the crux of everything that's happening is American civics so you know I think it's important like I said that we just know it so I would love for you guys to go to civicsquiz.com and take the 20 question quiz um, and just let me know what exactly is you know, what your score was and let's start, you know, a conversation about it. Um, we can definitely start a conversation about how I did not know how many, uh, how long the term was for a U.S. Senate. Um, so yeah, let's, you know, let's talk about this. Ooh, I got this last one wrong. Number 19, who wrote the Declaration of Independence? The uh, possible answers were John Adams, George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and uh, 
who is this? Someone Morris. I knew that this Morris person wasn't it. I knew that John Adams wasn't it, but the correct answer was Thomas Jefferson and I chose George Washington. So still, you know, those, those things are super important to know. You should know, I think, I think I was in the 10th grade when I went through a civics class and I loved it. My teacher, Miss Gaskell, was awesome. I don't know where you are these days, Miss Gaskell, but thank you so much for uh, making some of this stick to me all these years later. But like I was telling you earlier, I was talking to my cousin and she said that they don't even have an actual civics class in high school anymore. It's just like maybe one, two, three or four, five days of civics and that's it. And then you move on to everything else. And I think that's probably one of the most important things that you need to learn because you'll definitely have to come face to face with that, you know, when you become 18 and you are eligible to vote. And so by only, you know, dedicating a few days out of a whole year to civics is just weird to me. So, um... I know that all of us listening are probably out of high school. At least I hope you are anyway. Um, I think it's a good time to brush up on your civics. And if you've got children, uh, this is a good time to educate them as well. So let's just use this time to learn more. And with all the alternative facts that are going around, we want to make sure that we have the crux of, you know, all the information that we need and the foundation so that when we are confronted with alternative facts, we know what the real ones are. Um, so yeah, so definitely go out and take the civicsquiz.com test, the 20 uh, question test, um, take a screenshot, tweet me, send it to me, email it to the show and we can, uh, talk about it. And on next week's episode, we will recap and see who sent what. And yeah, that will be it. So let's wrap up the show. Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of The Corner. I want to thank you, the listener, for listening. Um, without you listening, there would be no point of me doing this. So thank you for listening. And I hope that each episode you take a laugh or a little information that you didn't have before away from the show. Um, I know that last week we talked about a new segment coming, a music segment. So I want to thank everyone that has submitted their music. And next week we will um, be having our featured artist's music on the show. And their article will be on the website. So definitely look out for that. Um, Thank anyone that has had anything to do with the show thus far and forward. Um... Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all that crap. Follow the show's Twitter as well, too. And I think that just might be it. And if it ain't, we will have to do it next week. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. See ya.